man who who out there can figure out life can you guys do it i don't know it i've been i've been at it for a while i can't i know there's a lot lot of people out there and god bless them who you know they started off good they got that good momentum and they just kept going and it just kept working out for them you know what i'm saying it's not their fault good for them can't hate on them but to those of us who things don't necessarily fall right into place for who the sea doesn't part for automatically when you're running across that jetty you don't always automatically get that exact right rock formation to propel you ahead in your quest to get as far out to sea as possible to those of us that have to battle I don't know what to say but I don't know if 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 just once or twice just once or twice you found yourself on that right island under that right sky with the right drink in your hand and in the right circle of people if just once or twice that happened for you Man, I'm telling you, you got your money's worth. You definitely got your money's worth. Do the things. Well, I woke up to the sound of silence, the cars were cutting like knives in a fist fight. And I found you with a bottle of wine, your head in the curtains, and heart like the 4th of July. You swore and said we are not, we are not shining stars This I know, I never said we are Though I've never been through hell like that I've closed enough windows to know you can never look back If you're lost in alone, or you're sinking like a stone Carry on be the sound of your feet upon the ground. Carry on, carry on, carry on. So I met up with some friends at the edge of the night at a bar of 75. Yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah All aboard and welcome Ladies and gentlemen To the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show Coming at you not quite live From the final time 
at the K Compound. That's right. You know, I'm your host, Tommy Casabona. This is the Always Be Both Cruise Cast Show. And man, I do not know what to tell you. This came out of nowhere. It really, really um, sideswiped us. I'm not going to go into too much detail. Uh, we did it on the Patreon, and a lot of you guys want to hear the cruise stuff and whatever else. Uh, and we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, we're going back to New York City. We're taking this show back to the Empire State, to the Big Apple. And I'm not going to lie to you. At this point, I'm kind of pumped up about it. I don't know what else to say other than, man, it's just it's it's crazy. Now, I'll start off by saying thank you for listening, everybody. If you're new to the show, please check us out on Instagram, Always Be Booked. Uh, if you wouldn't mind subscribing on iTunes to the show, maybe uh, leave a review if you feel so inclined. And uh, just realize also, I don't know where you heard about the show from, maybe you just stumbled upon it, but I am told this is an acquired taste. So if you're just joining up, please understand that uh, you know we're a family here. We have the Always Be Booked Cruisers, uh, the community, which is the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook. And I would be more than appreciative if you would request to join that group. We'll let you right in. And uh, yeah, you know, this is a cruise podcast. It's mostly about cruising, I would say. I don't know, 70% about cruising, 80% about cruising. That other percentage, man, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to take us. But let's start out today with, uh, you know, how this whole thing happened. Man, it was just this journey back to New York City. You guys know when I was back in New York City, you know how happy I was to be there. And you know how pumped I was, and I really genuinely was. And uh, you, you can't, you can't predict what the hell's gonna happen i got punched in the mouth by new york city this came this actually happened to me before but you know what i did do was realize that i was not in position the proper position to be able to necessarily sustain i underestimated it along with the fact that my employment situation got a little rocky things were crazy i was just kind of really happy to go back to New York City, so I jumped back into it maybe a little too quickly. And like I said, you new listeners, hang in there. We're going to get to the cruise stuff in just a minute, but I'm just going to kind of, you know, fill everybody in who's been following this uh, (laughs) roadshow circus uh, on what the details are of what's happening. So to be straight up and honest, I Really, I moved down here to kind of get a reprieve, to run for cover a little bit, to lower the overhead. And uh, that's what I did. And I have to say, things, after that even getting to a little bit of a rocky start, things started smoothing out. And I started to feel like I was gaining some traction here in this beautiful, beautiful you know, region of the country that we know is South Florida, uh, specifically Boca Raton, Florida. However... You know, I'm a New Yorker, and uh, I don't know where it ends up. I don't know where the whole thing ends up. I might be back down here in a year. You never know. But got the call from the previous employer, and there was an opportunity. Long story short, the opportunity was turned down twice, and uh, the opportunity got a little bit more significant. Let's just say that. And uh, I took it. And I'm going to tell you something. I took it reluctantly, you know. I was like, man, running up and down Deerfield Beach, hanging out with friends any hours of the night, doesn't matter. The employment situation down here, while not extremely, completely lucrative, 
was solid and improving, as was the Always Be Book thing. You know what I'm saying? I was planning on being able to dedicate four, five, six hours a day to always be booked and see where that could take us. All these things that they had me excited. I was excited. But the offer that finally came in was just a little bit too much for me to be able to walk away from and refuse. And I do that in a bittersweet way. I take that offer in a bittersweet way because, you know, our full-time relationship, mine and yours, and by yours I mean you, Cones, our full-time relationship is going to be on the rocks a little bit. I can't fully commit right now, uh, but you're going to get what you've been getting. You're going to get the podcast on a ideally weekly basis. Uh, they always be booked Travel travel agency is wide open. We're still booking as we speak. But this is a real deal full-time gig, and that's why I was so hesitant to take it. Now, I did take it. First couple of days was rough. It was a little bittersweet. Going back home was always nice. But this is just interesting because, like I said, rewind a year and a half ago. I was moving back to New York City with all sorts of hopes. But when you line it up, my personal cost model wasn't really there. It was a little bit of pie-in-the-sky dreams, if that's even the right word. I don't know. But I knew it wasn't set up properly. I knew the Irish exit where I talked about with you guys. It was an old, old bar. You know what I mean? I got a lot of confidence. I got the feeling that I could, you know take anything to the top then we got screwed up with the pitbull thing and that threw a wrench into things and uh the irish exit exit project which may or may not been able to be saved let's just uh a spoiler alert it's closed now it closed last week so um i think i feel good that i had it rolling for a little while and then you know the people who replaced me after i left uh you know they weren't <laughs> they, they 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 took a little bit of a, a nosedive and uh, the place isn't open anymore. So, you know, it just wasn't set up properly, despite the fact that I really was really, really, really happy to be living in my home city again. Going back to Florida, palooza, spent more money than I should probably, uh, you know, kind of was in a mode where I was searching for something, searching myself a little bit while getting into the always be booked thing and then coming into this other thing. This other employment opportunity that I'm currently doing over at Renegades in West Palm Beach, the country bar, things started to work out. Things were working out. But then this thing came back. I already have an apartment. It's in the same building. However, it's less month, less a month in rent. And uh, the let's just say the, the, the pay scale is, is, is in a much improved situation. Whereas I feel even if this thing goes for a year, now, my intention is to stay with this thing, not going anywhere. You never know, though. I love this place. And if you told me I was going to be back here 365 days from right now, listen, don't be surprised. I'm telling you right now, don't be surprised. Just like when I left there to come here, I said, don't be surprised if I'm back in New York in six months. Don't. It's freaking life. Like I said at the top of the show, you just never know where you're going to go. What turns it's going to throw at you. So when you get those beautiful moments in the Caribbean, when you get those beautiful moments with your friends, family, the people close to you, at that right time of the day, that right drink, in that right location, man, soak it up. I'm telling you, soak it up. It's a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, 
it's more valuable to me, and that's why I did do it, because to me, those things are more valuable than money. You know what I mean? When you're closing your eyes and you got those memories to draw back on, to me, that's just so much better than little crushed up green pieces of paper sitting in your front of your pocket. Now, kids, if you're listening, <laughs> that's just my that's my way. You know what I'm saying? You save your money. I know that's what you're supposed to do, but uh, either way. All right, that's my spiel, beginning of the show. Let's get into the cruise news. All right, the first story comes from, I am not making this up, the Washington Blade. That's right, the Washington Blade. A tip from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security enabled Miami police on Saturday, I'm sorry, Sunday, February 3rd, to arrest two D.C. gay men as they allegedly attempted to smuggle in their luggage illegal drugs on board a cruise ship in the port of Miami, according to a police arrest affidavit filed in court. The affidavit says that DHS special agent informed police that DHS intercepted an email exchange between two D.C. residents and roommates, Peter Melendez, who is 36 years old, and Robert Kohler, who's 27 in which the two men allegedly conspired to smuggle drugs on board the cruise ship with the intent to distribute them to passengers. Police charging the documents show the men are residents of a house on the 700 block of Harvard Street in the Northwest District's Columbia Heights neighborhood. That's in D.C. Uh, The city... uh, Property records show that Melendez is the owner of the house. The documents show Melendez was charged with conspiracy to traffic in illegal drug and trafficking illegal drugs. Uh, Kohler was charged with trafficking illegal drugs as well. The charging documents show that the two men were initially held without bond in the Miami Detention Center with a notation dated February 3rd stating no bond, do not release. So here we are. Two gentlemen trying to board a cruise ship. I guess this was uh, Miami police working in conjunction with Homeland Security. I'm sure the D.C. people had to be involved with this as well. So you had a couple of different angles here from a law enforcement standpoint that are, uh, I guess, getting together and, you know, basically intercepting this, uh, you know, supposed drug now let's see how much we're talking about here the charging documents show the two men were initially held without bond we said this already a clerk within the miami-dade county circuit court told the blade on wednesday that both men were released on bond the next day which was february 4th bond for melendez was set at seven thousand five hundred and kohler's bond was set at thirty thousand dollars the clerk said both men are scheduled to appear for arraignment on march 5th the court records show. So this is kind of crazy. I mean, every once in a while, I would say, what would you say? Every, you know, at least once a year, you hear this type of thing. And sometimes it's wacky. Sometimes it's, you know, two hot chicks with an, with a, with a, uh, an Arab prince. Sometimes it's elderly people. And this time it's two gay guys from DC. Um, 
According to the arrest affidavit, co-defendant Melendez is a current contract employee for the U.S. government. Wow, the plot is thickening here. Uh, several pages of emails exchanged between Melendez and Kohler in which they planned to distribute drugs on the ship were intercepted by DHS through Melendez's government computer. So this guy, you're talking about a special kind of moron. This guy works for the government, and he's using his government computer to send emails about his intentions to drum up some scheme with this guy Kohler to sell drugs on a cruise ship. It says that during a routine canine search of a passenger of passengers at the port prior to passengers boarding their cruise ship, both Melendez and Kohler's luggage alerted positive for narcotics. Uh, a routine search, huh? Nothing to do with the tip that you may have gotten from the government laptop. Uh, it says, further search by Customs Border Protection. Officers found various quantities of various controlled substances in each of the men's luggage. Now this, if you've ever tried to take a little bag of weed on a cruise ship, or a little tab of molly, or uh, you know, maybe some coke, which none of which I take part in. Uh, you know, but plenty of functioning well-mannered citizens like to dabble in that type of thing you know a couple of times a year they're not addicts they're just kind of you know doing the things you might say not my things but doing their things and uh you wonder what is the limit to where you actually get on the radar because these people were clearly intending to distribute you know what i'm saying if you just wanted for your own personal use and you uh had a vial in your uh, shampoo bottle or you know you hid it away somewhere else on your person would you get caught and if you did get caught how would you be dealt with i would always wonder that even if it was just you know i'm saying if it was just a little personal use among the findings in both their luggage were approximately 27 grams of suspected mdma known as ecstasy 18 grams of ketamine and 246 grams of ghb oh no no, not GHB. These guys had bad intentions. These guys were looking to put some ladies to sleep. We do not. We do. We like to do the things, but we do not condone that. Anything like that here on the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast. GHB, guys, that's not good. They were looking to, uh, you know, they were looking to get it in. Also found in Melendez's, uh, Melendez's luggage were 5 grams of Adderall, a, prescri- a prescription amphetamine, and 7 grams of Viagra. The arrest affidavit says, yeah, this, uh, these two gentlemen, wait a minute, did I just, I got to go back. I realized what I did. Okay, I'm sorry. These guys are gay. They, they're, uh, is this a gay cruise? We'll, we'll read further on. But I did say young ladies or like the opposite sex, I think. And I was wrong if I did say that because I just clearly, while I'm reading this, forgot that they were gay. So this is all to be used uh, in a manly manner. And uh, the truth is, is that this was... <laughs> These guys were looking to make this one hell of a party. Uh, the police charging documents, I mean, everything but the uh, Cosby sauce was in those freaking, it was in those bags. The police charging documents and the arrest affidavit don't identify the cruise ships by name, but at least the two news media outlets, the Chesapeake Today, which covers crime-related stories, and the British tabloid, the Daily Mail, reported that they learned from police the ship was the Royal Caribbean Line's Allure of the Seas, which was embarking on an all-gay, seven-day, say that five times fast, cruise to the Bahamas and Mexico. 
the website of the company that organized these Atlantis Gay Cruises, which arranges LGBT cruises on, what about the Q? Listen, what about the QRST? This is not right. This is just LGBT? people are bigots. There's more letters. You guys know there's more letters there. I want to see those letters. Uh, Cruises on large ships promoted the cruise which Melendez and Kohler allegedly conspired to sell drugs as the world's largest all-gay cruise, which was to include 5,400 guys from over 60 different nations. Oh, wow. Uh if you're still listening, neither Melendez nor Kohler or the attorney identified in court papers uh, as Kevin Gardner uh, could immediately be reached for comment. Um, on his Facebook page, Melendez says he has worked since 2009 as a jack-of-all-trades at the U.S. Pentagon. So he guy works for the Pentagon. Great. Uh, people know him, told The Blade that he competed in and won D.C.'s annual Miss Adam Morgan drag pageant in 2016 and 2017. All right, so talented guy. The guy won the drag pageant two years running. Why wouldn't he think he could sneak a bunch of ecstasy, MDMA, uh, Adderall, and GHB on a cruise ship? The Miami Herald reported that Kohler also works in D.C. as a federal government contractor, but that designation was not disclosed in a preliminary court document or the arrest affidavit. D.C. gay activist Lane Hudson, who knows Melendez, said Melendez has been part of the gay circuit party scene where recreational drugs are sometimes used. He has a quote, It's important for people to know that the circuit scene is a tight-knit, is tight-knit, looks after one another, cares for each other, and simply chooses to party in a different way than the drinking crowd. Uh, end quote Hudson said so this is a this is a this is a uh, who is this DC gay activist that's what this guy is he continues I've known Peter for seven or eight years and he's always been a wonderful member of our community said Hudson he's loving caring well liked one heck of a drag queen (laughs) I hope he comes out the other side of this in a good way. He certainly wasn't out to harm anyone. No, he wasn't out to harm anyone, maybe. GHB, you guys tell me. Tommy, I'd always be booked. We're going to do some drug talk, maybe. Isn't GHB, you know what I mean, that Cosby stuff, looking to put people down so you can have your way with them? That's what I thought that was. And even if it's not, he may not be looking to harm anybody, but he did want to illegally sell legal prescription and illegal drugs on a cruise ship two people uh against uh, i mean uh you're not supposed to do that right i mean we, we could leave it at that that's illegal activity so the, the fact that he wasn't trying to harm anybody he was clearly trying to profit and he was clearly breaking the law so we'll see how that uh ends up we'll continue to uh uh you know check check the daily blade if anybody has a subscription to the washington blade and uh is following this story let us know all right uh we have another story and this story is from elisa sherney from the chicago tribune and uh things that it's, it's a little bit of a negative start here to things uh lila cone gale was on a cruise eating dinner when her husband uh and son noticed she was showing symptoms for a stroke on the first night aboard just four hours into the uh, cruise when the ship left their docks in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, her family says. But instead of contacting the Coast Guard for a medevac or turning back to South Florida, 
The Holland America Line ship continued towards the Bahamas and took Gail, who was a therapist from uh, the north suburban Highwood area of Chicago, via tugboat to a hospital on Grand Bahama Island. And uh, they didn't have a working CAT scanner uh, or neurology specialists, according to a federal lawsuit filed Monday. So they wanted to continue with the cruise. She showed symptoms for a stroke, and they figured, all right, let's get her to a hospital in the Bahamas, rather than turning back or ordering a medevac. So uh, looks like they are going to have to answer for that. The suit claims that cruise ship operators demonstrated shocking and appalling negligence and callous disregard for human life. In failing to provide proper and prompt medical care to Gail, despite having a doctor on board when she lost consciousness on the March uh, March cruise of 2018. See, she lost consciousness and they're like, all right, forget, forget it. Get the tug rope, tugboat ready. Continue on to the Bahamas. That's not good at all. And uh, I don't know what some of these cruise lines are thinking when they do this. I know this is not the United States of America. This is not our jurisdiction where, you know, uh, litigiousness is part of the fabric of the culture. However, you know, this does look like there was, uh, you know, some some negligence, if not gross negligence, was shown here. Moving on. When doctors at the Bohemian Hospital determined they could not treat Gail, her family had to wait overnight until the airport opened so an air ambulance could take her to a hospital back in Fort Lauderdale, according to the lawsuit. The court filing asserts that when Gail, who was rushed to surgery at the Florida hospital, would have suffered less brain damage from the hemorrhage if she had received the treatment sooner so things got worse as the time went on i would imagine like with most health things um time is always of the essence especially when you're talking about something like a stroke i want justice scales husband john said monday i want no one to have to go through this watching his wife lie on a bed in a crappy hospital in the caribbean where Time is of the essence because the airport is closed. It was by far the worst day of my life, and understandably so, I would say. Sally Andrews is the vice president of public relations at Holland America, declined to comment on the lawsuit. So I would say that's a smart move by Sally. Uh, John Gale, who is 68, said he and his wife loved traveling and started taking cruises several years ago. The couple married in 2002 after meeting at Match on Match.com. Hey, throw it back. Match.com. Gail said, "You guys, were you guys on Match.com? Who was on Match.com? Tommy at AlwaysBeBooked.com. I want to hear not Bumble, not Tinder, not Hinge, not Plenty of Fish. Wow, I know too much about this stuff, don't I? Uh, <laughs> uh, not eHarmony.com. Well, you know what? I'm going to throw eHarmony because that's timeliness. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same stratosphere as far as timing goes. I want to hear your Match.com, and I want to hear your eHarmony stories." Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Email me. Uh, Gail and his wife uh, were born in Argentina and worked as a bilingual therapist. Oh, I'm sorry. Gail said his wife was born in Argentina. Man, so you're going out of the country on that match.com, huh? And she worked as a bilingual therapist and counselor. I'm making a little bit of light, I guess, here, but it's not my intention. I'm kind of forgetting the uh, – I'm, I'm burying the lead here, which means this unfortunate – 
poor woman did have a stroke on a cruise ship. So um, we probably shouldn't be joking as much as we are. She's brilliant and vivacious, and she's loved by everybody who knows her, Gail said. Uh, she has more friends than I do, and I grew up here. So, yeah, you know the type of personality that just goes out, and they're just infectious, and they uh, they just meet people, and uh, people are drawn to them. It sounds like that's what uh, this gentleman thought of his wife. But these days, Lila Gale, who goes by Lisette, needs round-the-clock care and attention, according to the lawsuit. The 65-year-old cannot walk and struggles with luggage while her memory, perception, and concentration skills have been impaired, the lawsuit says. John Gale said his wife lives at a nursing home in Highland Park in Chicago and that he does not expect her to recover enough to come home. Oh, man, that is a shame. Uh, I guess he means permanently, but I'm hoping that is not the case. I'm hoping she bounces back. You know, you've seen it happen before. People come back. You have to relearn a lot of things when you're a victim of a stroke. And, uh, man, I, I'm just wishing this family, you know, stays positive, and I'm hoping the best for them. And, uh, you know, Lila, Lisette, as she's known to, it seems it sounds like by the way your husband describes you that the world needs you, needs people like you. And I, I sincerely and I'm sure the whole Always Be Both community really, really hopes you bounce back from this. The lawsuit, which seeks an excess of $75,000, which sounds like it's a little bit light for me, uh, and was filed in Seattle where the Holland America is, line is based, specifically faults the company saying it failed to contact the Coast Guard for an air evacuation, even though it advertises having that capability in the case of a medical emergency. And another quote, Instead of being properly addressed and properly air evacuated to a competent and capable medical facility, Mrs. Gale was treated like a piece of lost luggage, the lawsuit says. She went untreated on the vessel and, decline, and uh, declined as the hours passed by. Cruise ships are required to contact the Coast Guard if they are in U.S. territorial waters when someone on board suffers an injury or medical emergency requiring more than basic first aid, said Petty Officer 2nd Class Jonathan Lally. Based in Miami, uh, the Coast Guard can perform medevacs in international waters using such aircraft as the MH-60 Jayhawk and the MH-65 Dolphin helicopters. The Holland America ship was in international waters, likely less than 100 miles from the South Florida coast when Gail had her stroke, but within range for the Coast Guard to perform a medevac, said Gail's attorney. Uh, who is his name is Thomas Scalaro. Gail's care was delayed by 15 hours because she was not immediately airlifted from the ship, Scalaro said. Listen, this is one side of the story. I'm not saying that uh, I know for a fact that this was mistreated. There could have been other things at play that we don't know about. But yeah, it doesn't sound good. And all, all I can hope for, forget about this lawsuit. Good luck. If this is what you want, your $75,000, you know, if that's going to help things, then great. Good luck getting it. But all I'm thinking about is if uh, we can, you know, have uh, Miss Gail, you know, Lisette Gail come back to uh, some sort of a, a, a happy life. That's what we want. And I'm sure the husband as well would trade anything that they want for on any lawsuit for his his wife to come back healthy again and be the person she was um one more quote from scolero he said i've consulted with neurosurgeons around the country and had they made the attempt to get her to an acute care center sooner she would have a significantly better outcome um and that's pretty much it Unfortunate news, so that's two back-to-back -back stories that kind of bummed us out. Let's see if we can bounce back a little bit here. 
All right, let's delve into an area where we rarely go here, and that is the Ultra Lux area. And that's, uh, we'll get a story coming out with uh, Cruise Industry News. Come 2020, cruise fans will be able to wake up from the comfort of a $200,000 bed inside what will be the world's largest cruise ship suite. Uh, the super luxury room, dubbed the Regent Suite, is part of Regent Seven Seas' upcoming vessel, the Seven Seas Splendor, with Sally selling seashores at the seashore. Uh, the cruise spans 4,443 square feet. I'm sorry, did I say the cruise? The suite Spans 4,443 square feet, encompassing a swanky master bedroom, guest bedroom, private dining room, relaxing living space, a sauna, a steam room, a spa treatment area, all within the suite. While you're enjoying the opulent features, that's right, get on the phone and find out what this opulent shit is all about. That's what they're coming at me with. I want to know from all angles. Here we go. Make a call. You can admire the ever-changing ocean views from floor-to-ceiling windows and the suite's private veranda there'll only be one region suite aboard the vessel which takes its inspiration from the smaller region suite on the seven seas explorer ship holy crap with the s's uh shout out to uh sherry laskins on cruise radio with doug i learned from her on the last show that they did last week that it's interesting to find out that uh you know on these ships these are the first things to go. The mega suites, the ultra luxury villas and the high end stuff that you think might be tough to sell, they go first. They always go to some super rich person at some point and they're the first to go. There's never a problem selling them from what I heard allegedly. Um, as for that pricey bed, it's custom made by Swedish brand Hastings with Regent Seven Seas calling it the most luxurious bed at sea. So that was... That was real, huh? They were just talking literally about the bed. I thought that they were kind of being figurative with the with the suite that's at sea. You get to sleep on a $200,000 bed. It's got a streamlined pine wood frame, steel springs, a mattress that's perfect for sinking into, apparently composed of horsetail hair. It's got a, I did hear about that, you know, horsetail here. Hair, here, hair. You can't have that, you know, head hair on the horse. You got to have the tail hair from the horse. Mix it up with cot- cotton and uh, a little bit of wool as well. Uh, this is a little bit of a foreshadowing to when we talk about Michael's fabrics. Shout out to Angie. Angie, how's the crafting going over there up in uh, Washington? Uh, Tilburg Design of Sweden created the Super Luxe Suite, which includes golden chandeliers, Italian marble, and priceless works of art. If you book into this fancy suite, you'll get the VIP treatment throughout your vacation. Before boarding, you'll inform your pre-voyage concierge of your preferred linens, pillows, and skincare products. So you can order what you want, you know. I don't think a lot of people are going to order up that aloe vera. They're going to get the fancy stuff, right? Plus, you'll be seated on a complimentary business class flight before and after your trip and given a personal car and driven and driver in every single port. Damn, so it sounds like, man, <laughs> I would be paying more for these perks than I would be for the room. Unsurprisingly, all this opulence, there we go, this opulence, what is it? Get on the phone. Comes at a high cost. The Regent Suite goes for an all-inclusive price of eleven. That's right, eleven thousand dollars per night, based on double occupancy. It's almost completely sold out for Seven Seas Splendor's twenty twenty inaugural voyages. So that's um, yeah, you're looking at about twenty five grand per night. 
for this suite. Some of those, I don't know, man, those ultra lux stuff. I, I guess it's worth it. Of course, it's worth it if people are paying for it. But uh, man, I could not imagine doing it. All right, let's go over to Carnival. Back to familiar waters here. Carnival Cruise Line Hub app has been expanded with pre-cruise uh, purchasing functionality and online check-in for its North American-based ships. Carnival announced. So this is probably something that'll start over here, but then if it works out, they'll expand it everywhere. The app's very popular Pizza Anywhere onboard function is now available on eleven ships with a fleet-wide rollout expected to be completed later this year. We have a quote, At Carnival, we want to help our guests choose fun from the moment they book their cruise. The new feature on the Hub app brings their vacation planning to the palm of their hand in ways that consumers have come to expect from great technology, said Ryan Delay. So what they're basically saying is you guys are used to on land being able to Uber up anything and whatever else is out there that they call it the Uber of X or the Uber of Y. And uh, that's where that's where you're at. They're trying to bring that experience to the sea. So where you can just kind of literally not talking to anybody, not lifting your fat ass. No, listen, if the shoe fits, wear it. If it doesn't apply, let it fly. Uh, not lifting your fat ass off your chair and you could have a pizza delivered to you said ron delahe vice president of booked e-commerce and guest experience for carnival cruise line you guys know i say fat ass with all in due respect right i am a fellow fat ass so it's uh i'm not trying to call the kettle black uh and uh, no, no, no racist intent there meant. Uh, with the Hub app's new pre-cruise capabilities, guests can now manage their booking, complete their online checking, and conveniently purchase a wide variety of items and experiences before departure, including shore excursions, spa treatments, specialty dining reservations, Wi-Fi packages, and fun shop orders for stateroom delivery. First available on Carnival Horizon and Carnival Vista, the Hub app's popular Pizza Anywhere feature has been added to nine other ships, including Carnival Victory, Magic, Breeze, Conquest, Dream, Sensation, Glory, Ecstasy, and Liberty. Pizzas are cooked to order and delivered hot to the guest's location on board. Cost is $5 per pizza and automatically charged to the guests sign and sale shipboard accounts all right let's take it down to the french quarter bourbon street the port of new orleans set a new record in 2018 with 1,182,111 cruise passenger movements up 2.3 percent movements all those if all those passengers had a movement we'd be in a big trouble i guess that's terminology i'm not familiar there was 1,182,111 cruise passenger movements that's disgusting. Up 2.3% compared to a year prior, according to statement from the port. At twenty-three, at a 23% surge in guest uh, taking Mississippi River cruises helped the bayou total with the new and larger ships set to sail from New Orleans, both in the Caribbean and on the river in 2019, the port said. So they got a lot going on. The, sh- the port in general is... Uh, you know, it's the cruise industry, but it's not just the major ocean, you know, sea cruising industry. It's also the river cruising because of the Mississippi River becoming a popular destination as well. We have a quote. Port Nola's success is due in large part to the hard work of the stevedores, labor, cruise terminal staff, and the support of local businesses and tourism partners, said Brandy Christian, Port Nola's president and CEO. She continues, the popularity of New Orleans as a cruise port and our commitment to customer service proves again time and time again while 
why Port Nola is a catalyst for local businesses. With an increase in passengers, we see those increased benefits from florists and food wholesalers to hotel and restaurant staffs. The home port status is important for the local economy and helps us fulfill our role as an economic engine for the entire state of Louisiana. Um, in 2018, 235 passenger ship ships called in New Orleans compared to 229 in 2017. In September, Disney Cruise Line announced that it will sail from the port in early 2020 as the Disney Wonder will embark on a variety of Caribbean and Bohemian cruises out of New Orleans. We did cover that fairly recently. Carnival Cruise Line will also increase capacity in its four- and five-day cruise program, replacing the Carnival Triumph on March 1st, which is not going to be the Carnival Triumph anymore it's going to undergo that uh, renovation and refurbishment and become the carnival sunrise uh that's going to happen on well on on march 1st it will leave new orleans with the 2980 passenger carnival glory so the glory is going to be the new home in uh, new orleans the carnival glory will set will sail the four and five day itineraries until may 19th when it begins a seven day year-round itinerary and the 2980 passenger carnival velour will arrive to sail year-round for four and five day schedules uh, Port Nola is one of Carnival's most popular home ports, and the Carnival Valor and Carnival Gloria are wonderful ships that provide a wide array of exciting dining, beverage, entertainment, and activity choices, Christian says. As demand for cruises continues to grow, our cruise line partners are responding by developing newer ships with more capacity and amenities. It's good to hear, man. A lot of stuff going on in New Orleans. We talked a couple of weeks about a lot of stuff going on in San Diego. Uh, it really does seem like there is a boom in cruising. Again, got to go with the double-edged sword on that because, as we know, there is a boom. It's more popular. That's bringing, uh, let's call them weekenders out, people who aren't used to cruising, people who would have taken other vacations until now they're seeing all these commercials. Norwegians got the Super Bowl commercial, and you're seeing all this stuff about cruising left and right. Your friends are talking about it. These big inaugurals, these celebrities, Oprah's getting involved. Queen Latifah's getting involved. Everybody's getting involved. So you're seeing every, it's becoming more of a massive thing across on a grander scale, and what's that going to happen what's going to come with that that's right you guessed it jerk offs there's going to be a lot of jerk offs cruising too you know what i'm saying now now i'm not talking about the fun jerk offs like me nicole chris uh you know nick everybody running around having a good time and trying to be funny we're talking about real jerk offs who don't know how to control themselves while they're at sea but Hey, listen, hopefully it's kept to a minimum, and I think we're going to get through it. Among the headlines, the port welcomed its largest cruise ship to date, the 4,000-passenger Norwegian Breakaway, last November, which will sail seven-day cruises through April 2019. Uh, In November 2019, Norwegian Cruise Line will replace the Breakaway with the Norwegian Getaway, which is a very similar ship, just a little bit newer, a little bit bigger, uh, a couple more amenities, but it's very, very close. Um, the Getaway, that is a, uh, I believe it's a Breakaway class ship, not a Breakaway Plus. The first Breakaway Plus is the Escape, if I'm not mistaken. December 2018 also marked the return of Royal Caribbean International when the 20,050 passenger vision of the seas arrived, sailing seven-day itineraries through March of 2019. In addition... Are five river boats home ported in New Orleans as the port also set a modern day record at 30,298 passenger movements 
in 2018. So got a lot happening, a lot of movements. 90% of cruise passengers travel from out of state and 73% spend a day or two in New Orleans either before or after their cruise. Man, you read my mind, Christian. Uh, Of those, 75% report making a purchase in the Crescent City and these passengers generate over 306,000 rooms per night per year in uh, New Orleans area hotels. Makes a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? I think everybody loves Miami. Everybody loves Los Angeles. Everybody loves New York. Um, and I'm sure, you know, you're going to spend a night or two in New York. But out of all of that, so many people are from those cities. And they're looking for another city to go to to be able to spend some time and spend their money. And what better place than the Big Easy, New Orleans. So they're very, very smart to develop their city and, um, I guess, give an economic hit to their city by... You know, bringing more cruise ships in because you're going to get it on the front end. You're going to get it on the back end. And then what? All these movements. It's out of control. All right. Now we have a very, very important story, a very serious story that we're going to dive headfirst into because this is just, I mean, I don't know what to say about it. I want you to put your ear right up against your headphones. I want you to put your ear right up against the speaker because, man, I don't know how this is, this is about time that this has happened. Okay. About time. Craft lovers on Carnival Cruises can now preserve their vacation memories in a variety of creative ways through the line's new partnership with art supplier retailer Michaels. You've seen it in every broke down strip mall across the country. A big giant sign that says Michaels where you can get yarn for days. You know what I'm saying? You can get 782,000 types of glue. Um, Available across the fleet is the Make It With Michaels experience. Allows passengers to create personalized keychains, bracelets, if that weren't enough, picture frames, and other merchandise to bring home as souvenirs. The activity held in each ship's atrium. You got to have the crafts going on in the atrium. And shout out to Angie. I want to see Angie. I want to see you overseeing this is free of charge. Carnival also provides the material for the project. Uh, professional photos. Of course, you're not going to make this beautiful craft from Michael's and then have an amateur take a picture of it. How dare you? Uh, professional photos taken during the cruise can be purchased at the Pixels Photo Gallery. Wow, there is not an end there is not a nook or a cranny which carnival or any cruise line won't go to try to make a dollar not only are you going to pay to take the to make the crafts they're going to take pictures of your crafts and then they're going to put it in the pixels gallery too for you to take 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 it home um we got a quote at carnival we are committed to providing guests of all ages with the widest variety of choices at sea and we are delighted to partner with michaels to create this inspiring and experimental program said carnival experimental does that mean that you're going to pull the plug if it sucks? We'll see. Sounds like they're not too confident in this. That's out of control. Come on. It's Michaels, for goodness sakes. Um, this was Carnival's VP of Entertainment, Chris Nelson. He continues, We are always on the lookout for ways to enhance our onboard experience, through partic- uh, particularly as it relates to the family market. That's that's for damn sure. And this new partnership will provide a memorable, fun, and creative outlet for our guests to make wonderful vacation memories together. Um, outside the ships, Carnival-themed Classes will be offered in 100. I'm sorry, 1,200 Michaels stores nationwide, beginning in spring 2019. Carnival and Michaels also have launched launched a joint contest for a chance to win 
one of five cruises. So they're going to give away some cruises. I'm making fun of this thing, and I'm laughing at it. It's um, I'm being tongue-in-cheek with it. But how is this a bad idea, right? You know what I mean? How much money do you spend on cruises? You know, whether it's a shot glass of the ship, or it's like a little puzzle, or, you know, whatever trinkets, a mug, a thermos, whatever you spend. Uh you know, this is a way for you to spend a little bit of money, but also make your own craft as well, thus experiencing the, um, you know, the fond memories that you make when you're sailing on Carnival. F- laughing at it a little bit, it's kind of funny because, you know, we had the little thing the other day where Angie flipped out because we were, I guess not us, I guess Doug was, or or alluded to the fact that crafts were maybe not necessarily should be at the forefront of any news stories, yet here we are, there they are. Uh, She just gave him a little bit of a hard time, and it was kind of funny. Uh, So that's why I'm being a little, I guess, uh, sarcastic with it. But this actually does sound like a cool thing. I don't necessarily think that... uh, I'm gonna be lining up to make the crafts and you know putting the making the what, what do you what do you call it the spaghetti pasta plaque of uh, my carnival sailing. I'll stick to my paint class because I clearly have a talent for for art for fine art. You know what I mean? Clearly, if you saw the fine art that I produced on the Norwegian Breakaway, and I had a busted up knee too. So I with a with a bad knee, I got run over and will still be able to uh, create a timeless work of art. You know what I'm saying? So that's my end. That's my area of expertise is the art with the paint. You know what I'm saying? We had an artist, a teacher, who had never done art in her life. She took one class from the real artist the night before, comes out. Okay, whose first time is it? We all raised our hand. It's our first time. She raised her hand. Mine too. My first time too. We're all like, are you kidding me? She, She didn't even do the painting. She gets up there and she starts painting it and she tells us what we're supposed to do, but she literally doesn't finish the painting. She does it halfway so as to not expose her lack of art skills. Savvy. Savvy, albeit. Yet unacceptable. I don't like it. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know what Patreon is? Let me explain it to you real quick. Patreon is a website that allows people like me the ability to put out whatever content of creativity we can and basically provide a platform where you, the listener, can contribute if you're so inclined. What it is is I put out an extra show. Ideally, it's every week. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. That's half the reason you're supposed to contribute $5 a month if you'd like to. If you don't don't like to, then don't do it. But if you do like the regular show and you do have a level of appreciation for me and my time and my effort that I do put into it, plus the fact that you get a little bit of a bonus show uh, on a ideally week-to-week basis. Now, I don't promise the week-to-week. I do the best I can to do the week-to-week. I tr- certainly try not to go to let it more than two weeks. But uh, also what you have to realize about that show is it's a little bit more personal. There will be other things that's not cruise-related. There will be some, heaven forbid, music on the show here and there. Just a couple of half songs I like to play about you know what I'm kind of feeling that particular day. And it's like I said, it's a little bit more personal. Like, for instance, this last one about the uh, move to New York. I give you the, I go into great detail about you know the offer and why I'm going back and the events that led up to having me go back to New York. Half because, yes, I want to share something special for the people who do go above and beyond to contribute. But also the other half of the reason is that because... Because I don't know if the casual fans give a crap about stuff like that. 
So again, if you feel like supporting me, that's the biggest and best reasons because you guys know I put in some time with this and uh, you know you like, you've become a part of it. You have, dare I say, acquired the taste for the Always Be Both Cruise podcast and you like listening to it and you want to just say, hey, hey, Tommy, here's a five, here's a $5 tip each week. You go to a restaurant, right? You order a steak. Bill is $65 for you. Now for your husband or your wife, it's going to be another 75 bucks. You got a $150 tab, you know? You went to Outback. Oh, no, you probably went to a decent steakhouse, but they had a bad day. You're still going to tip at least five bucks for your crappy steak, right? You got me over here, you know, losing my voice or a microphone, going nuts trying to entertain you guys, digging up the research, looking up these news articles, finding, conjuring up different types of... uh what would you say? Main topics for the show. Harassing my friends and people I know to come on the show and bring whatever cruise knowledge they have. And all I'm asking is a little $5 tip. A little $5 tip a month. Come on. Tommy, I'm sorry. Uh, Patreon.com slash always be booked. You go there. You put the $5 in. You can cancel anytime. But uh, why would you cancel, right? You know, we out here in the struggle trying to bring you some cruise entertainment. But uh, again, Having said that, please don't get mad about me or get mad about the, you know, 45 seconds you just had to spend listening to that. It's just part of the hustle. If you do not choose to, you know, jump in on the Patreon, I love you just as much. You're a cone, so you're part of the family. But please, just, you know, give me that. Let me do my little spiel on it at least, right? See what I can get? Don't knock the hustle. All right, so I want a big. I want to give a big shout out and a thank you to Lauren Bonifaglio. Bonif- ba- Lauren Bonifaglio. Figlio. Ba- Lauren Bonifaglio, uh, a, a former uh, buddy that I met on a cruise and uh, stayed in touch with, and uh, she's a great girl. Except when she turns into Bon, and uh, you know she has an alter ego name for me too. She says I turn into a person named Brian when I get a couple of drinks in me and I get a little testy or antsy she goes do not do not turn into brian right now i will not deal with brian right now and i don't know where it comes from i don't see it but you know it's something that she says so we got to go with but she sent me an article like we do sometimes we do reaction pieces don't worry we got a lot of emails this week by the way too so we're gonna have a good nice show but this is gonna be a short i guess shorter version of the main topic for the show uh to make room for those emails but she sent me a buzzfeed article from a staff member named Hillary Mitchell, and uh, she was a cruise ship employee, and uh, she wanted to uh, put 18 brutally honest confessions of what it's like to work on a cruise ship. Some of it's going to be run-of-the-mill and mundane, I guess, and we'll try to react off of that and kind of put our spin on it, and some of it might be some new stuff. So let's see what we got here. Number one, Brutally honest confession. Shared cabins are seriously tiny and cramped. Now, this is from the standpoint of a cruise ship worker. Low-ranking crew members share tiny cabins with up to three other people. Up to three, geez. With only a thin curtain to give them a bit of privacy. But that doesn't stop people from bunk hopping and getting jiggy with each other in the night. You have to pretend to be deaf. Okay, so... Yeah, man, we did it. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about this on the Cruise Underworld show. And uh, we talked about it with some of the other people. We talked about it with uh, who worked on the cruise ship. Uh, uh, tourist to local, uh, Juliana. She gave us a little bit of a confirmation of some of the things that we thought. I would also recommend reading uh, David 
Alan Brian Bruns, David B- Brian Bruns, some whatever it is. Um, the confessions of uh, working on a cruise ship or whatever it is. I screwed that one up bad, but uh, what's it called? Cruise ship confessions, something like that. Great book. I listened to the audio book. What do you do when you listen to an audio book? Let me ask you for the record. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I want to know this from you right now. I want your opinion. If I go out, fire up the computer, go on iTunes, and download How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, one of the most famous, if not the most famous business book of all time. They say it's basically like the gospel. The Bible still holds up today, they say. As far as business and networking, you should, you know, you should read that book. If I go on iTunes, download it, and listen to it, dare I say listen to it twice, and take in all the information, can I just tell people I read the book? Or do I have to specifically uh, just clarify that, you know, oh, how to win friends and influence people? I listen to it via audio on iTunes in my spare time. Do, do I have to say all that? Can I just say I read the book? I want your permission. I'm, I'm leading you a little bit, I guess, right now, right? Tommy at alwaysbebook.com. What's the uh, protocol on listening to audiobooks? Can you just say you read the freaking book? Let me know. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, people bang each other. I mean, cruise ship employees, you know, this is what happens. I'm telling you right now. I, I you know, what can you say? I try to be real here and, you know, about business certain types of businesses i don't work at strip clubs i don't work at whorehouses nothing even remotely close to that but in the party bar scene in the mid 2000s it was a lot of stuff that went on and it got crazy and these people are asked to work a lot of hours and these people are asked to do a lot you know and bang and bang a lot of money on the register and make money for the company in exchange for that, well, also with that, we ask them to promote. We ask them to market. We ask them to, uh, you know, all things that you can't really get away with as much now, but it was just a commonplace in the industry back then. And uh, you would ask them to, you know, if somebody had to, if we had to go promote, if somebody had to come in and make phone calls, we would do that. And that would be like in exchange for, like, for instance, when I got into the business, uh, I was 24 years, 23 years old, 24 years old, and they basically told me you would get three bartending shifts and $150 a week. I was like, you give me three bartending shifts and $150 a week, and I'm a 23, 24-year-old kid? Okay, sign me up. You have me. You have my life. I'm, I'm yours. You know what I mean? Let me sleep a little bit. Let me eat a little bit. Let me go to a concert every once in a while. Other than that, you got me. I'm here for you. I make phone calls, whatever. Why? Because you make good money, but it's also... You know, there's just perks of it. So this is kind of like a little bit of a reverse thing with that. The cruise lines absolutely, absolutely encourage these people to party, to have a good time, to bang each other, and uh, just to kind of live a wacky life below deck. It's just what happens. And it's just part of, you know, they do that, whereas other more professional organizations would say, you know what, we don't like fraternization between employees. They'll say things like that because, you know what, they pay you a real wage. Cruise lines want you to love it and fall in love with the culture and the sea life, uh, I guess, what would you say, lifestyle, and that includes partying, drinking, and having sex. And uh, in exchange for they're probably in a way thinking that if you're having enough partying, if you're having enough sex and you're enjoying yourself that much, you may get slightly distracted that you're getting paid two thirteen an hour. 
know what I'm saying? If you think there's not a little bit of that going on, I'm not saying it's that simple, but if you don't think there's a little bit of that going on, you're out of your mind. And this is what you got. So now you got to deal with people just kind of like getting it in from any which way. You know, even boyfriends and girlfriends, you got to just deal with it. You know, I'm sure they sit there and, you know, the, the the guy at the top bunk has a girlfriend who's maybe she runs the gift shop and he's working in the restaurant. And the guy down below him is his coworker in the restaurant, but he wants this gift shop girlfriend to show up. And the guy down below, he's got to tell him, hey, man, I got the girl coming over. Can you throw the headphones on? And that's that's the stuff that has to happen. You know what I mean? And then he probably pays him back and does vice versa for him when he's his girlfriend shows up. Well, maybe he doesn't have a girlfriend and maybe he's just got a freaking, you know, you know, maybe he's got to take, take matters into his own hands. Maybe he doesn't turn. Maybe he, maybe you think he's got the headphones on, but maybe he doesn't. Maybe he slips them off to the side of the ear and then he's taking matters into his own hands. And then who knows? Everybody's happy. And the ignorance is bliss on both ends. Let's have a party. What are you going to say? All right. Single rooms are tiny, too. But if you manage to get one, you'll basically be treated like a god. So if you do end up getting a single room, they're barely larger than the size of a single mattress. But the crucial thing is that they're private. Only officers tend to be given them, which uh, gives them a little bit of glamour. Uh, TLDR, if you have your own room. I don't know if this is like a young person vernacular with the acronyms. TL hyphen DR. Oh, no, semicolon DR. If you have your own room, you're going to get laid big time. Okay, so if you have your own room, your chances of having sex are uh, very, very much higher. So this is what you, this is not my words. This is uh, so-and-so, this chick from BuzzFeed. So, uh, And no matter what, all right, we're moving on to number three. And no matter what, our body clocks go to shit. Uh, it's very rare for a crew cabin to have a porthole. You spend so much time below deck or in windowless dining rooms or kitchens working strange hours that you sometimes forget what daylight is and we never know what day of the week it is. So I could totally see that happening. Definitely you kind of like get into a little bit of uh, your own little vor- vortex because you don't see daylight, especially if you're not working in any of the outdoor locations or if you're constantly inside. I mean, I would say, you know, that's probably a little bit hard to sell on me because what are you doing working on a cruise ship where you never see the sun? Cruise ships are about the sun. So how many jobs really are there where you're constantly inside and they're not ever rotating you to go outside? I don't know. Maybe. I guess. Listen, this is uh, what she's saying. So who am I to deny it? Uh, number four, we still manage to party extremely hard. She says extremely hard. We get wasted all the time. As the crew bar is so cheap, we can get beer for $1 and a bottle of wine for $3. Listen, I'm going to stop. So this is enough is enough here. Okay, I get people on the cruise ships. You know, some of the employees, they're going to tell me, no, you know, you're not allowed to drink that much. Or, you know, other people get... People say there's rumors, you know, all those stories about below deck, how crazy it gets. It's all bullshit, this and that. No, no. Where there's smoke, there's fire. You're hearing, I'm sure, if you want to go by, it's like the 86 Mets. You had 90% of the team that was on coke running around getting crazy, you know, swapping wives and the airplanes and having fun and having a field day. And then you did have the three nerds, Gary Carter, Tim Tuffle, whoever else, and they would sit at the front of the plane and, you know, read up on their stats and make sure they did the scouting reports on who they were playing next. But on the back of the plane, there's music going on and people bouncing off the walls. That's probably what it's like on a cruise ship. If you want to have the experience where you can remain to yourself, stay faithful to your family, and do the right thing, you can. You just don't delve into it. But I'm done with people telling me that those are all rumors because this is a freaking field day. So here it is. 
on number four. She says, we get wasted all the time. As the crew bar is so cheap, we can get beer for a dollar, a bottle of wine for three dollars. We're not allowed spirits, but that doesn't stop people from smuggling them on board in mouthwash bottles. All you have to do is add some blue food coloring to vodka. Oh, and we blame our hangovers on seasickness. That's very convenient and very smart at the same time. So they sneak booze on board just like we do, and they work for the cruise line. There you go. Feel free, guys. (laughs) I'm kidding. It's still not the right thing to do, but hey, listen, times are tough. It's hot on these streets. We got to eat. So, and that's smart too. You know what I mean? You feel like shit. You wake up. Now you're going to go on the cruise lines and you're going to go on the cruises and you're going to look behind the, uh, you know, you're going to wake up and you're going to see. I mean, clearly a lot of times it's the attractive ones. You know that. We saw that on these cruise ships. You know, the 65-year-old uh, married guy with the glasses and the gray hair with balding and, you know, he's the guy who's prim and proper ready to go to work. You know, that, you know, <laughs> listen. There's some beautiful, beautiful employees on these cruise ships. You could see, even you know, the men. They're six foot four. They look like Romeos, and uh, you know, they show up all disheveled in the morning for the aft bar. And you know, they were going till six in the morning. You know, after they got done drinking, they were, you know, he was, you know, they were having their way with each other. Same thing with the girls. Beautiful, beautiful girls, made up very, very well, but. Still, you can't hide those black and blues underneath the eyes. And, you know, any smile that you do get, there's so much energy that goes into forming it. That's because they're boozed out. And when their bosses yell at them, what's the matter? What's the matter? You know, I'm just a little seasick. I don't, I don't, I don't. yeah, okay. You. This is your sixth contract. You've been all up and down the coast, through the Bahamas, through the Pan- Panama Canal, wrap around Alaska, through Hawaii, and you're still getting seasick? Who are you kidding? Come on. All right. Number five, we're giving some seriously weird food to eat. Okay? So it's a myth that we're made we're made to eat the paying guests' leftovers. So that doesn't happen. But our meals do vary wildly depending upon what's available. We tend to get a lot of white rice, weird pink desserts, and sometimes make do with sardines and flaccid pasta. It's not great. So, yeah, okay. So the food, I mean, that's crazy too because, like we talk about, the waste that goes on on cruise ships, I mean, I would think that would be the best way to do it. I'm not saying give you scraps that you off your plate, but... If you make a chafing dish full of whatever you make, I'm sure it's not all going out there. At least let the crew have that, right? You don't have to give them sardines and, uh, you know, flaccid pasta. I don't think that's right. Number six, we catch people humping in public areas all the time. And I have to personally apologize for that. Please, guys, if you want to have sex, do it in your cabin and not in lifeboats, under tables, or in the pool. It might seem like there is no one around, but there are cameras everywhere. And the people who review the CCTV really don't want to see a drunk couple from Liverpool doing it doggy style next to the ice cream bar. Now, why do they got to be from Liverpool? You know, some people try to be funny just by being specific. Um, I think people from Liverpool. So, 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 what's the deal? If you're from, uh, you know, if you're from London, it's fine. I don't get it. Um, and if they're not doing doggy style, can they just do maybe reverse cowgirl? I don't get it. What, what's the deal? Um, listen, there's a reason why that happens. You know what I'm saying? You're cruising with friends. You're on a cruise with friends, and they gotta sleep, and times are tough, and you gotta go find. I mean, that Serenity deck. Shout out to. Uh, Maybe we shouldn't name names, but certain people who uh, just, you know, use 
their uh, use that Serenity deck as their own private Playboy mansion. I've been on the Promenade deck doing weird stuff out there. It, it happens. What are you going to do? It is what it is. It's not appropriate, but if it's done literally in the middle of the night, and I'm sorry, if you're watching the closed caption TV, you know, fast forward that part. What am I, I going to tell you? Listen. I get it, crew members. We don't have, and they'll tell, they won't have sympathy for you because they'll tell you, listen, we got to bunk up with people and we got to put the headphones on. You got to do it too, you know, and you're right. That's why you got to, you know, that's why a balcony does come in handy. Number seven, we get better accommodation and pay on ultra luxury cruises, but it comes at a price. Luxury cruise staff are expected to learn all of the passengers' names, and there can be up to 800 people on board, so it's difficult. And if you do forget someone's name, they often get pretty damn annoyed. They expect special personalized service. So what she's saying is that you know you can do better and get more treated better on ultra lux, but you better bring that ultra luxe service to the table, which makes sense. Number eight, we get hit on by guests every damn day. Well, not all of you do. Some of you do. Let's 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 be honest here. But we're strictly forbidden from hooking up with them. As we know, that's called coning. Um, it does happen. Okay, here we go. This is foreshadowing too because in the emails, we've been long awaiting a letter from somebody who may have been a subject of having been coned. Uh, it does happen. So people do hook up with, uh, with with passengers, but if you're caught, that's it. You're instantly fired and dropped off at the port, uh, the next port or the island uh, the boat docks at next. Um, there's no guarantee the cruise line will give you the money to get home. You might as well. You might end up stuck in Nassau for a month while you plead with them to release your final paycheck. Wow. Okay. So. When you try to hit on a crew staff member, man, your game has to be tight because, honestly, there's a lot at stake there. I think that's what we'll we'll leave it at that as. Uh, number nine, this one's stupid as hell. No, we don't know Jack and Rose. First of all, they're not real. Second of all, please stop asking. It's really annoying. So you actually, you actually have people asking you if you know Jack and Rose, Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Elizabeth, whatever her name is, from uh, what's her name? Kate Winslet from uh, Titanic, and as they show a gif here, and I'm seeing them, uh, you know, I don't think that's ever, that's not ever a serious question, I'm imagining. Um, Number 10, and no, we're not worried about the boat sinking. Storms can be scary, and some even make tables fly around, but these boats, you call it a boat, ma'am, and you work? You work on the ship, uh, are the size of a small island, and they are virtually unsinkable. So again, please stop quoting Titanic at us and just settle down and enjoy your cocktail. Yes, yes, yes. See, there's a little frustration, a little, uh, a little, a little haste tone, hasty tone to these comments, and I do get it. You know what I'm saying? All right. Although people do fall off cruise ships uh, sometimes. There are a lot of drunk people on a cruise ship and not that much separating them from the unforgiving sea. People, that's a good way to put it, the unforgiving sea. People dare each other to do a handstand on the railing. The next thing you know, they're in the ocean. (laughs) If someone falls overboard, we always spend hours looking for them but often fail to find them. It's pretty sad, and it is pretty sad. Yeah, you can't mess around with the freaking rails. I do some of the dumbest things you're ever going to see on vacation. You know what I'm saying? And I got the lifelong scars to prove it. But do not play around with the railing, please. Uh, external hard drives are like currency to us. Uh, Wi-Fi costs a lot, and we don't get a staff discount, which means it's easy to burn through your wages check uh, 
checking Instagram, Facebook, and of course, YouPorn. Oh, shit. This is a chick, too. The lack of free Wi-Fi means that hard drives preloaded with lots of movies, music, and porn ends up being treated, treated like actual cash money and change hands frequently. Wow. Okay. All right, so a hard drive. Yeah, let's just leave that one alone. We get it, but that makes sense. I mean, the porn angle is like a little scandalous, but besides that, just stuff that uh, is already pre-downloaded on the hard drives, like movies, TV shows, I don't know, even podcasts, whatever. They're uh, it's like it's like cigarettes in jail, I guess, right? Um, number thirteen. Most ships have a morgue and a jail on board. I think most of us knew that. Cruise ships are basically huge floating cities, so they have to be prepared for anything. Also, the majority of cruise guests tend to be well over retirement age, so the odds aren't in their favor. We deal with at least one death per cruise on average. Okay, all right, ma'am. I think we're we're a little exaggerating right there, right? We deal with at least one death per cruise on average. So you say at least, so that means at the minimum one on average. There's a death on every single cruise. I mean, you're taking a little shot at our credibility here with this one. Number 14, we work insanely long, grueling shifts up to 14 hours a day, six or seven days a week. We often have a late shift immediately followed by a morning shift. In the restaurant industry, they call that clopening, which means five hours of sleep max. And then with all the partying you're doing, it's taken down to an hour and a half. Working less than 10 hours is considered to be an easy day. And we end up talking about what we do on our hours off rather than our days off. Uh, number 15, we get threatened and yelled at far too often. That I do understand to be true. Some things don't go to plan, and excursions have to be canceled. And we pass the information on. It would be nice if you could try to not have a full-scale toddler-style tantrum and scream and abuse us, and scream and abuse us, throw fruit at us from the buffet, spit on us, or even jump over seats and try to attack us. It's not so classy. Yeah, that's true. I. Uh, People on vacation, they want their vacation. I'm not going to say I've never been guilty of it. I'm sure I've probably acted like an asshole. I get mad at that mustard station. If you don't get me through that mustard station fast, I get very testy. I'm not going to lie to you. I probably should work on that, right? All right. 16. Some people complain about the dumbest things, including, but not limited to, the ocean is too loud. <laughs> my internet cabin does not have a window. My interior cabin does not have a window. Why is that? I know the boat is leaving port at 5 p.m., but we want to arrive at 9, and we think the captain should wait for us. Uh, there's way too much food, and I've put on weight during the trip. I'm going to sue you. <laughs> Number 17, stomach bugs turn into the whole ship. Uh, stomach bugs turn the whole ship into a living hell. Um which we know about this. She's talking about neurovirus. Stomach illnesses can spread through a whole cruise ship in a day. And when that happens, all hell breaks loose. It's like living in a zombie movie. And passengers just don't seem to be able to deal with it at all. You'll be walking down a corridor and people will just abruptly start vomiting or pooping right in front of you. Uh, I don't know. Does that happen as often as she's saying it does? When that does happen, it hits the news and it's awful. But geez, uh, yeah, that's, that's the neurovirus. Um, I did it. You know what I mean? I don't think it was stomach flu. I think it was food poisoning from uh, a fish I ate in the Dominican Republic. But I did. I was on the Lido deck and absolutely vomited my entire way down to my eighth room stateroom, eighth floor stateroom. What can you do? Uh, 
number 18, but our friends get us through the toughest times. Oh, so we're far from home, but our workmates are our family and they're all around us. We'll spend 13 hours working together, then happily go to dinner with them and then get drunk and then do it all over again the next day. Here you go. As I'm telling you guys, this is the trade-off. Same thing with the restaurant business. You bust your ass, but you're with people who you like. You're with people who are cool and you do it with them and they become part of your family. I used to say it all the time. Six o'clock call time right behind the bar. That starts happy hour in New York City. Everybody comes in. It's five o'clock. Everybody looks at each other, manages, bartender, servers. Everybody, boom, eyes light up. Oh, shit, you're working tonight? Boom, high five. Let's do it. Start the music, making the drinks. Maybe we'll do a shot here and there. Okay, the six o'clock crew, maybe some of them stay on. Maybe some of them go home. But the 10 o'clock crew comes on too. Now it's a whole other breath of fresh air, burst of energy. Now the happy hour crowd leaves. And by 11, 12 o'clock, the late night crowd comes in. Boom, you got to get through this. It's a long day. So a couple more shots. Let's have at it. Let's dance on the bar a little bit. Play this song. Play that song. Boom, it's 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. We count our money. Get out of there. Go to the diner. Order a bunch of eggs, Benedict, some disco fries. It's 9 a.m. in the morning. It's broad daylight. We're all high-fiving, half dead. Go home. Get six hours of sleep, wake up, do it all over again. That's how it kind of was for a long time. It's gotten away from that a little bit, but this is kind of what she's alluding to when she talks about, you know, just being almost like a voluntary indentured servitude. That's about it. That's number 18 for her. Listen, she did a good job with this. Some of it, I think, definitely is a little bit exaggerated, but it is a little bit of an inside, and it's not anything necessarily that really uh, anything we didn't know per se. But she did put a little bit of a funnier spin on it, and I was kind of go through. It was fun to go through uh, her 18 brutal, honest confessions from a cruise ship worker. Great job, Hillary Mitchell from the BuzzFeed staff. And uh, that's about it. All right, let's get into it. The emails are headed your way. Hey, quick question How important is your vacation to you? Okay, well, are you booked? If not, I want to give you a quick heads up on how close you can really be to your cruise vacation of a lifetime. Let's talk Caribbean. Yeah, that's right. The tropical paradise, white sand, crystal clear, blue water Caribbean. Cruising is an adventure. Why visit just one destination when you can conquer three or four? We want to be the perfect getaway from your everyday. Always be booked. Cruises and vacations has the experience, the affiliations, and most of all, the passion to match you up with a getaway that you and your group will share stories about for decades to come, no matter who's listening. Some say a cruise is a cruise, but the truth is, we help you find your cruise. Whether you're seeking the ultimate island adventure, world-class onboard entertainment, or gourmet Caribbean food and cocktails, you can share memories with those you're traveling with and make lifelong friends with those you just met. Having spent years on some of the world's most celebrated cruise ships and creating partnerships on the most desirable destinations in the Caribbean, Always Be Both Cruises will craft a custom itinerary that will surpass anything you thought you could ever experience on land or sea. If you're ready to start planning your dream cruise, go to Always Be Booked.com or email me directly at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Your emails have become an integral part of this show. I can't imagine doing one of these shows without having some fun, interesting, insightful emails from you guys. And I would really, really appreciate it if you just kept them coming. It's Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, and we will read it on the air. You could also use that same number for the travel agency, but just make a little note that uh, this is not to be read on air or this is just for travel inquiries. 
inquiry. I make up my own words like regularly, huh? Inquiries. All right, so let's start it off. Here we go. Hi, Tommy. I just wanted to say hi. I'm the guy who wrote you a while back about suicide and all. Yes, that was me also in the following email you read. Okay, I'll stop it quick right here. So uh, so a gentleman, this was during the Anthony Bourdain thing when that happened, and I kind of spoke about it. Again, who am I to speak on any of that stuff because I'm not an expert. I don't know anything, but I kind of just reiterated that and just kind of, you know, I was just feeling bad about it and I was just kind of sympathizing with the whole thing and this gentleman wrote in and said he had at some point had similar thoughts uh clearly not going to do it or not serious about doing it but had some of those thoughts and then he followed that email up with a funny email it was like a joke and I kind of alluded to the fact that it was funny to get a back-to-back email from this guy one you know that was so serious and kind of like uh you know life or death type thing and then the next one was like kind of like a dark, sick joke, which was kind of funny to me. Um, he wrote, he continues, I have a twisted sense of humor sometimes. I thought it was funny that it followed my other email. It took six, uh, and so yeah, that's what was my whole point. He continues, I took a six-month hiatus from having a cell phone and just kept my house phone. It was actually pretty freeing. I would imagine it would be. That is one of the big reasons I enjoy cruising so much. It's the only place where I feel so free. I am booked on the Pride. I'm assuming Carnival Pride leaving May 5th. It's me and my wife's 10-year anniversary. It won't come fast enough. We got married in the Bahamas, so it all fits perfectly. So you're leaving uh, Cinco de Mayo. We're going to be in Miami for Cinco de Mayo. So that's because we're leaving on the 6th. That's awesome. Uh, he continues, I would have joined fa- the Facebook page, but I do not and never have done any sort of social media. It's just not my thing, I guess. I'm a bit old school. I really appreciate your comments after reading the email. That's why I enjoy your show so much. You're a genuine person, and it shows. I've got a lot of catching up to do now with the podcast. Honestly, it's the only reason I am back to carrying a cell phone again. I love your show. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Jay. Jay, I, I don't, man, I don't know what to say when I read emails like that. First and foremost, kind of just you being cool enough to kind of open up with your feelings about, you know, the topic of suicide and the fact that you kind of admitted it, albeit, yeah, you're pretty much anonymous, but still kind of shooting it on, you know, a piece of paper, I'm sorry, an email and sending it out there for me to read to, you know, my seven listeners. It still takes some balls. So I do appreciate that. And it does sound like you are in real control of it because you do have the sense of humor with it as well. And the fact that you went without a cell phone for so long, and uh, I'm 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 not I, I don't know if I buy that I'm the only reason that you're back to carrying a cell phone again. But if I'm some sort of a contribution to that, that means the world to me. And man, you know when you talk about doing a show like this, you never think that. Yeah, I never think that that's going to happen. This guy Jay, who's obviously a great guy, you know, who's uh battling through life with certain things but otherwise doing good like the rest of us just like i said at the beginning of the show just like my intro you know what i'm saying we're just trying out here we're all just trying out here but uh you know if if now i'm even part of the reason why you're considering getting a cell phone again i would have never expected that and that means the world to me and i thank you so much jay for sharing that with us keep up the great work yourself and continue to stay in touch and that's cool no problem on the facebook uh group end of it if you but if you ever do change your mind on that we'd love to have you over there in the meantime keep emailing here we go hey tommy normally i'm usually depressed after filing taxes because we either end up owing or have a small return last year the wife and i upped our contributions slightly and made sure our exemptions were set at zero so we can get a solid return hopefully it will be processed soon barring any issues surrounding the status of the government being open in mid-february government 
uh, not being open in mid-February. I'll be contacting you to pay down a great portion of the cruise after we receive our return. This is from Sid. Sid uh, booked uh, two two rooms on an Alaska cruise and was so appreciative of that. And we're going to, you know, make sure Sid has a great time. This puts me in a little bit of a dilemma. While I'm glad I will be happy to pay off the cruise sooner than I expected, all the money I was budgeting for paying on the cruise, I am thinking of looking into another cruise, but I should be looking at Alaskan excursions. I'm tempted tempted to have you do the Matt and Thelma cruise preview. Wow, Matt and Thelma. Did you hear that, Matt and Thelma? Sid is actually naming the cruise companion after you. Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe I should just do that. Do you guys want to buy a Matt and Thelma? And what that is is this the cruise companion. Um, cruise preview for my trip, but I'm not 100% sure that it would work for Alaskan sailings. What do you think? Hopefully things are moving in the right direction on Always Be Booked Arena. Uh, hopefully the t-shirts will be ready for sale soon. Definitely want to rock them on this cruise. Talk to you soon, Sid. Sid is the man. Sid is uh, one of a, on a very, very short list of amazing, amazing super cones out there. And uh, we really, really appreciate Sid over this way. And he's just, whether it's the Facebook group, whether it's emails, whether it's just booking his cruises through Always Be Booked, the travel agency, Sid is the man. And uh, Sid, I, I, I kind of remember Sid... When I think about Sid, I think about the islands because Sid has, I think, uh, through being friends with Sid on Facebook, I've seen a couple of Caribbean dishes. I think he experiments and dabbles in it or somebody in his house is cooking Caribbean dishes, like Jamaican particularly, and uh, it always makes me hungry. And, uh, man, (laughs) keep that up. So uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, As far as the cruise companion what he's talking about if you don't know i started a thing and i did it for matt and thelma where for 80 dollars, and i'm doing it for 80 dollars because i realized and i didn't put this the right way i was thinking about doing it for 20 30 dollars maybe 40 dollars but what it is is me examining your cruise ship your dates your embarkation point your um i guess what would you say your ports of call and coming back and what i would do is do have it be half fun and kind of like to psych you up but also half informative where i do a podcast with music background that fully caters to your particular personal cruise i use your names in it i talk about i'll ask you a bunch of things about your cruise about your style and what you like and i'll incorporate that into the uh, cruise companion and i did it as a pilot episode from matt and thelma and uh Sid is, I guess, thinking about doing one of those. Now I gotta charge eighty bucks for that. It's gonna be, you know, a, a, it's gonna be a good hour long thing. I gotta do all the research. I realized that if I didn't charge eighty bucks and charge like thirty bucks, and people started ordering it left and right, I mean, these things take me six hours to do. You know what I mean? Just um, six, yeah, probably about six hours. When you talk about the few hours to cut it, talk about the few hours to research it, edit it, and all that stuff, it, it takes a while. So I can tell you the pace I can do that at right now, even at eighty bucks, I'd be screwed. I'd have, I'd be if if like I got more than, let's say three in a week, I'd be absolutely screwed. And but I'd struggle to do it for eighty bucks. I'd definitely make it happen but uh you know that was the reason it kind of went up to 80 almost if not anything else a little bit of a deterrent because if i get six orders for that at 30 bucks and uh i'm making 180 dollars that's that's my week is done from that my week is over from doing that ideally maybe down the road i could do it faster but for right now i can't but i think it's a cool thing for 80 dollars you spend what you're spending two grand on a cruise 2500 three grand some some cases up to six grand uh <clears throat> whatever whatever you're spending on the cruise another 80 bucks you can basically pop this in and it's uh you know 
it's an MP3 file or whatever, however you want it to be. I could send it to you via like a a file, or I could send it. I could release it to you. I could put it up on the um, I could put it up uh, on the Patreon, or I could uh, you know, shoot you a, a a thumb drive. You know what I mean? I could do whatever you want. I could send you a CD-ROM, whatever you want. I could get it to you, however way. And for eighty bucks, I will literally examine your cruise completely. And give you every single possible, not every single, but most of the possibilities that are available to you on this cruise, including information about the ship that you may not otherwise know. And it'll be like, you know, I'll know what songs you like, so I'll play music to pump you up. Like, you know, how many people pump themselves up driving to the port? You pop this in, and it's going to fire you up. I'll play like the jock jam stuff and all that stuff. So if that's something you're interested in, I will do that for you and create a personal podcast just for you for $80 for your next cruise. That's what Sid is talking about. Sid is asking me my opinion if I should do one for him for Alaska. I can't answer that. You know what I mean? It's up to you. Uh, but if you if you want it done, I'll do it. If you, I'm not going to try to hard sell you. I'm not going to try to do that because clearly I would like you to do it, and I would like to do it. I w- it helps everybody because I'll get more information about Alaska, and it'll kind of give me a little bit of um, you know some working knowledge about cruising in that region. But uh, it's up to you. Yes, T-shirts are coming, and uh, that's pretty much it. Sid, you know, we are going back to New York, so there's going to be a lot of more distractions. So I'm really going to have to focus even more on budgeting my time, but Always be booked as here, and uh, for the foreseeable future, always be booked as not going anywhere. All right, Tommy, you're a bar manager slash expert. Best bars at sea, worst bars at sea. Imagine this scenario. You're opening and running the ideal cruise ship bar or lounge. Money is no object, and whatever creative ideas you have will be accepted by management. No question. Describe the place. Angie! What's up, Angie? Angie's a incredible, incredible cone as well. She's on, um, you know, she's on the Always Be Built Cruises Lounge. She's always kind of coming in there late night because she comes in from the West Coast. And usually the the wise-ass quips, it, all in good fun. You know what I mean? We love it. But the smart-ass comments and, uh, you know, the digs start coming in a little bit after 10, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time because she's coming over from the West Coast and it's a little bit, you know, it gets early late out there. It gets late early out there. Or back, whatever Yogi Berra says. Uh, one of those Yogiisms. But um, Angie's the best. And she's, you know, Angie, I did read this a while ago, but I did not have time to think about it. So let me try to do it on the fly. Best bars at sea. Of course, you like the Red Frog Rum Bar. You know, a lot of people do like the Alchemy Bar. It leaves a little bit to be desired for me because I would rather get a drink in my hand within 30 seconds rather than have to wait 12 minutes for some guy to mix up cucumbers and parsley into my drink and strain it into a thing and, you know, rub charcoal into the air and light it on fire and wrap it around and turn around three times and then whatever else they do to make these fancy craft cocktails. I'm an old school guy. I just want to drink what I want to drink. I want to get to where I want to be. So, um, but I do like the Alchemy Bar. It's growing on me a little bit. It's it's enjoyable. Um, it ends up being the uh, a lot of times it ends up being is uh, uh, a little bit of a slower bar to get your drinks from, like I just kind of alluded to. But I do like um, best bars at sea. Oshi hands definitely. You know, I'll say this though. I will say this about Oshi Hands. I've never gone into Oshi Hands and gotten friendly service. I've gotten efficient service. They bring the wings out. I just think that everything's free in there and the food's free and everything. And people just kind of like use it as their like post-ship diner. 
They're post-good time diner after the casino. They lost all their money. They deal with a lot of assholes. After the nightclub, the guy who thought he was going to get laid didn't get laid. And uh, now they got to kind of come in. And even if you're nice, these people have just been brutalized by all these assholes. And now, you know, they're kind of not necessarily in the best mood. Um, so despite the fact that it's not the most friendly service, I would have to say Hands is my favorite bar at sea. Um, the wings are phenomenal. Um, the aft pool bar on the Carnival Splendor, people ask me, Doug asked me when I said, what's, what's, what is it about the aft pool on Splendor? I'm telling you right now, I can't tell you what it is. It's just the configuration, the sleekness, the coolness. Why would you say, you know, what is what is it about your favorite lounge or bar or restaurant you go to? Okay, take the food out. So not restaurant. Your favorite lounge or bar. You're just comfortable there. And, you know, when you get those helicopter shots from the Carnival Splendor, Google Carnival Splendor aft to images, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It just looks better than the Horizon. The Horizon just is rounded out kind of place it's a little bit cluttered it's a little it's cool it's fine it's better than not having an aft pool but there's no other aft pool than there is like on the carnival splendor all the other ones you know comparable ships from that era they have the aft pool but it's half covered and the retractable roof is on them too no good no good show me on the on any of the big three challenge Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Here's a challenge. You show me of any of the big three where there's a better aft pool than the Carnival Splendor. Worst bars at sea. Um, worst worst bar I've seen was uh, the nightclub on Carnival Horizon where it's not their fault because they didn't expect to be using the Limelight Comedy Lounge as a nightclub. But you have a nightclub. This is the only place where there's any energy after 1 a.m. on the ship. People are partying. People want to have fun. You have those night crawlers that want to have a good time like us. And uh, you want to have some drinks. Uh, But since it's not a regular bar, and I don't know why they stopped because most comedy club rooms, multi-purpose comedy club rooms on carnival ships have a bar anyway. But for some reason, this room doesn't have a bar. So they bring in some rollaway job that way you think you're at a wedding and you're lined up like you're at a butcher shop trying to get a drink at a nightclub. It's weird. And um, so that to me was the worst bar. Another great bar. It's a nightclub. Great bar. Uh, the Splendor too. And, uh, and, and it's not unique to the splendor uh it was also on the conquest the layout of those nightclubs are perfect i mean the layout is pristine they have a not an island bar but i guess it's a peninsula bar because i guess it doesn't uh, go all the way around but i think it's a peninsula bar all the way in the back they have a very large dance floor and they have a bunch of couches everything is right where it's supposed to be you know what i'm saying you have your dance floor you have your place where you could drink you have your little landing area where you could watch the action on the dance floor you meet up you meet up with some you see a pocket and you could pull it to the couch and you can kind of have a little conversation there and then see what happens from there um so those are the best bars that i've seen at sea you know i haven't seen all bars um uh, what else uh, the red frog rum bar is good but again too that can be a little bit like uh that can be a little slow. On the Sunshine, it was very, very slow. You know, it was a brick and water bar. Oh, and I'm leaving out the best bar there is. The best bar there is, depending upon the crowd, but the best bar, period, bar, none, end of story, end of question, is the English pubs on the Royal Caribbean cruise ships. On the, uh, wherever there's a, 
um, a royal promenade. They usually have an English pub. It's named different things. But uh, the English pub, when you walk in there, you can actually smell the draft beer that's seeped into the wood. It's beautiful. It's a nice place. They have usually an acoustic guitar player in there. And when the right crowd comes in there, you're having a great time. It's really, really enjoyable. So the English pub, that's the best bar on any on the Royal Caribbean ships. Um, I don't know when they started them. On the Voyager class, maybe? Probably the one before that. I'm not really sure, but that's the one. Uh think that's it all right so imagine the scenario i can't imagine the scenario i don't know i would say all right so if i had to d- design the perfect bar it would be on the back of the ship let's do it like this you know why not okay here somebody called me who was it al al called me a genius because i apparently there's a bunch of things in um cruising past that uh cruise epis always be booked episode past that i predicted should be on cruise ships and now they are um, let's do it like this. Swim up pool bar on a cruise ship. Is there one yet? I don't think there is. Swim up pool bar with not floatable, but submerged underwater bases with tabletops that come out of the water. Basically a bar in a pool, an entire bar that's in a pool made for lounging and it's on the aft portion of the ship so as to not have obstructed views. That's what I would say. And moderately upbeat music. You know what I mean? Don't have no music. And don't have just piped in, you know, sponsored radio station music. Have, uh, you know, a little bit of an upbeat playlist mixed in with some intermittent reggae music sets from a live band. What else? That's it. That's it for for the bar. That's all you need. You know what I mean? You just need that. It's more about the crowd. You know, you just need the right crowd, you know? So maybe some light appetizers too, just to keep the, uh, you know, to to absorb some of the alcohol. A lot of water on hand to kind of keep the party going as well. And uh, at that location, I would do a sunset party. You don't even every day on that cruise ship. Not a crazy, you know, spice H2O style party, but just a little bit of energy at sunset. And let me have like a little bit of a sunset ceremony at that underwater pool bar on the aft portion of the ship with nice music. That's all I could do for you, Angie, really. And it wasn't even cost that much money, I don't think, right? So keep your ears out for that. When you hear about that uh, swim-up pool bar on board a cruise ship, you'll know you heard it here first. Hey, Tommy. As part of my early retirement, my hubby got us a cruise to the Caribbean out of Bayonne. Hey, Bayonne, eh? That sails to the southern islands. We sail March 3rd, but don't go to St. Thomas. Never been on Anthem, but looking forward to it. You're not stuck on Carnival. I love your podcast. Thanks for the laughs. I especially like the ship horn. Forget about it. Carol. What's up, Carol? Congratulations on the retirement. Another frequent contributor to the Always Be Both Cruises Ultra Lounge on Facebook, the group. And, um... So she's retiring. She's more like responding to what I said in some sort of a post where I uh, said it's very, very hard to get an Eastern Caribbean St. Thomas trip out of New York nowadays. It used to be standard. Now, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, but it used to be like every other every other sailing. One would go to Florida, Bahamas, and then that would be a seven-day, and then one would go to the Eastern Caribbean, and that would be an eight-day, and usually St. Thomas was involved. And um, 
you know, you just don't see that anymore. And that really, really does suck. So I know you're not stuck on Carnival. And yes, you can do Anthem. But you even said on your sailing, it doesn't go to St. Thomas. And St. Thomas, man, I just, I want to go to St. Thomas as often as possible from now. And it's been two, two over two years since I've been there. And I've kind of had enough of not being in St. Thomas. Honestly, I want to get back there. We're still not booked on St. Thomas until the Always Be Booked group cruise. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you're thinking of going on any cruise in the winter months of 2020, you're going to want to be on this. Oh, I was thinking about it the other day. I was driving just like the intro to the right the right stretch of highway with the right sunset. The right song came on, and I'm like, oh, boy, do these freaking always be both cones. Do they have any idea how fun this group cruise is going to be? And I will single-handedly make sure it is. So if you have not booked the Always Be Boat group cruise, which is on the Royal Caribbean Adventure of the Seas on January 18th. You got to hit me up, 323 Getaway, or right here, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com email, and let me get you booked on that. The spots are filling up, definitely. Um, there are rooms left, and we have spots left, but they're definitely at least half gone. And it's only, you know, we're, we're talking about almost a year away here. Now, I'm not saying that we can't get more if they sell out. But having said that, we want to make sure that uh, everybody gets on it. But I was just thinking about doing that mountaintop crawl, and I'm imploring everybody to do that part of it with me. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm almost gonna say, don't come on the group cruise if you don't want to have that St. Thomas mountaintop crawl with us Uh, clearly i'm not saying that do whatever you want but i want you to do that whole experience with us we're going to make it festive we're going to make it fun we're going to get a couple of safari taxis and make that happen it's going to be a gorgeous breathtaking day of beautiful views delicious banana daiquiris and a whole lot of laughs let's just do it come on can we do it can we do it richard tell your wife we're doing it just let's just do it she'll do it she's in Tell her, you know, the, the mountaintop gift shop. Psych her up. You got to sell it a little bit. Yeah, you know what? We're going to get crazy and we're going to have a little bit of fun. But there's the other side for that, too. You don't have to follow us. You can do like I would do in the nightclub. You know, if I ever went on the cruise cruise, out, groove cruise, I would just get a bag of popcorn and just watch and just remember the good old days. <laughs> you could do that, too. But, uh... Carol says, uh, uh... Love your podcast. Thanks for the laughs. I especially like the ship's horn. Uh, forget about it. Oh, yeah. When I, that was, I think that might have single-handedly be the dumb. That might have been the dumbest thing I've ever done on this podcast. And that, my friends, is saying a lot. Think about that. The dumbest thing I did when I was like trying to make a joke about the Norwegian gem and their ship horn, it's being in New York for so long that the ship horn sounds like it's almost saying the words forget about it when it when it when they when they beep it and you, i know that most of you are on the same page with me and realize how dumb it is but sometimes things that just become so dumb that they turn all the way around and become funny i guess maybe carol thinks that that might be the case there all right tommy me again just heard you talking about solo cruising I almost always cruise through Carnival. Two of those, I went solo, and it was great. They will note that you are solo and seat you with other solo passengers for dinner at the MDR, main dining room, to help you keep to help keep you at ease and meet fellow solo cruisers unless you ask otherwise. It was great. Got hooked up both cruises. It was a blast. People should not be afraid. I believe all lines do similar. Thank you, Jay. And that was Jay from earlier in the email uh, stun. But Jay, you're right, I think. But I think Norwegian takes it a step further because I need a little help. I'm not going on there. I'm a very friendly guy. I'm a fun guy. I'm a party guy. And I'm a very, um, 
how would you say, uh, social butterfly type guy, but I'm not the icebreaker. Like, I'm not the guy who's going to roll up to you and say, so where are you from? You know what I mean? It's going to happen naturally, and then you'll slowly get to know my personality, and then we'll be long-lost friends. But I, uh, yeah, I do have a hard time, I guess you could say, with that initial icebreaking. And um, with sounds like you, your experience on Carnival is that they do a good job putting you in the main dining room. Norwegian goes a step further. Even if you're not in the solo cabins, is if you're cruising solo, you can be part of the Solo Cruises program, and you could have access to the lounges that are in the cabins, and they have a guy, a single, a Solo Cruisers coordinator that makes sure you're at all the events. This guy's worse than the IRS. He's chasing you around every corner. Thomas, we had an event today in Margaritaville. Where were you? I saw Jennifer. I saw so-and-so. I saw, you know, I saw Lauren there. I saw, you know, everybody was there. Where, where were you? And he, all right, I'll be there today. Yeah, make sure you're there today, 6 o'clock, you know. And they make sure you have a good time. The guy was phenomenal. His name was, shout out to Romeo on the Norwegian Breakaway. Guy was really, really good. Um, so, yeah, I think they do. I agree with you. People should not be afraid to cruise solo. But you know what? It's not. It isn't. Let's be honest, Jay. It isn't for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, you're probably a personable guy. Some people want to be personable, but that's just not really in their nature. It's way out of their comfort zone. I can relate to that, too. So I say try it. Try it a little bit. Uh, try to kind of step out of your comfort zone a little bit. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, you know, maybe you found out solo cruising is not for you, but it certainly doesn't hurt to try. Hey, Tommy, I'm taking my first cruise June 2nd to the 9th on Carnival Pride out of Baltimore, going to Grand Turk, Freeport, Half Moon K. My husband wanted to take a cruise to see a few different places and to take a nice vacation with our grown children. I was not excited, particularly, I was not, I wasn't excited about a cruise as I've always done independent travel or all-inclusives. However, after listening to your awesome podcast, I'm totally excited to go. Your enthusiasm for cruising is contagious. Now I can't wait to go. Thanks so much for that. Ooh, jeez. little pressure there, no? A little pressure on me. My husband is Jamaican and used to drive tour buses and airport transfers for Sandals Resorts before he came to the U.S. in 2009. He's never had a chance to see other islands, so as I scroll... The cruise itineraries are an attractive feature for him. We're older, 51-year-olds. That's not old. Uh, but we still enjoy our beers and shots. I'm thinking your eight-day group cruise in January would be totally fun. Wow, speak of the devil, huh? Hopefully we're not too old to come along. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? If not, please email me the date and prices. Well, I will email you the date and prices, but just so you can hear it from an audiology standpoint, it is July 18th, 2020, and... uh. Uh, the prices I got to check, see where they're at right now. On a side note, I'm a brand new agent for Travel Quest and found your podcast through one of your posts on their Facebook group, mainly doing it as a side hustle to get commission from a few friends and family. However, I'd still book the group cruise with your agency. Thanks again, T. Lopez. T, what's up, fellow Travel Quester? How do you like Travel Quest? I'm up and down with them a little bit here and there. So far, so good. But uh, I'm battling them a little bit on certain things. Um, they're a little stickler. You you type in one wrong digit, they want to dock you for 25 bucks. But you know, no offense, Travel Quest. Still love you guys. You know, we'll battle through it. We'll see where it goes. I still do highly recommend Travel Quest as a host agency. Um, but you could book. I don't listen. That's the other thing too. I'm ready to book this cruise for all of you guys. I can book it. I can do it very easily and seamlessly, but whoever wants to go on the group cruise, just let me know you're going. You could book it. I could transfer it to my booking so we can make sure that we're all in the same kind of booking, but if we don't, I don't care either. 
Just let me know you're on the cruise. Let me know you're going to be part of the activities. I just want to make sure you're there. And T, if you want to book through me, feel free. If you want to book through yourself, book through yourself. I would love it if you booked through me. That would be very helpful. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. But if you wanted to book, the main thing is that you're going to be on the ship and your husband's going to be on the ship. The fact that you're 51 years old, older, too old, that's preposterous. That's out of control. It's almost offensive. But you know what? I'll forgive you on that. No problem. Um, T, thanks for listening. Definitely looking forward to seeing you on the group cruise. And uh, let's uh, let's hope that you enjoy cruising as much as I think you will. All right. Let's move on. All right. This is um, <laughs> this is a wacky one. All right. Ready? Hi, Tommy. I keep meaning to email you, but I'm a lazy biatch, and I haven't done it until now. More like if I'm online, I'm scrolling for cruise info and not communicating with anyone. Well, I think we could all relate to that, can't we? I listen to the podcast on my commute, and you always make me bust out laughing at least once an episode. Uh, I guess once. I guess we got to work on that. we got to get it three or four times. Uh, she continues, I get some funny looks, but that just means you are entertaining them, too. I wrote a while back saying you were an acquired taste, and I'm glad I stuck with the podcast long enough to get hooked. You read my email out loud, and I have to admit, you gave me some butterflies, but more on that later. Ooh, all right. You asked what caused me not to like the podcast and what caused me to change my mind. As you recognized from my story, I have an obsessive love for sailing, and I really, really get excited about cruising. But I'm a total novice, and I don't know nothing about nothing. I guess that's a New York thing, right? Maybe a little, hey, I don't know nothing about nothing. Um, is that? Maybe? I don't know. Maybe, who knows? I craved all the cruise. I craved I craved all the cruise all the time. So at first I was frustrated. Okay, so she craves, craves all cruise all the time. So she was frustrated when she first listened to the podcast by what I heard of, thought of as fluff and wanted to get to the meat. So she didn't like the side stuff. I talk about strip clubs. I talk about food. I talk about New York City. I talk about my friends. I talk about my jobs, this and that. So she, she wants to get through that stuff and get to the cruise meat. But that was then. What I didn't understand then, but I think I get now, is that listening to the podcast has a lot in common with cruising. Oh, we're going to metaphor? We're going down metaphor road here? I have to slow down long enough to appreciate just hanging out, talking about stuff. Someone's email the other day said, listening to you talk feels like hanging out and having a few beers. He's absolutely right. In fact, I think you should win a Tommy Award for most fun to hang out with. Oh, my self-inflicted awards? Okay. That would be kind of, I guess, egotistical, right? My own awards, give myself my own award, but I guess it would probably make sense for this show, right? So basically, you just won me over by being yourself. And like the song says, ladies love country boys, but this native Texan always goes weak in the knees for a New York accent. When you're reading these emails, you can't go around saying my full name like you did, or I'm going to be running into walls and stuff. (laughs) Okay. Blushing a little bit here, if you if you you know if you were live on if I was live on TV you'd see me blushing a little bit. You also wanted to hear what I thought about how the Dream and Vista compared to each other. No, let's talk about how I make you weak in the knees more. Let's go back to that. I'm kidding. Um, how the Dream and Vista compared to each other because I was going on both. Unfortunately, that's going to have to wait. I was going to take my kid on a graduation cruise, but she said she'd rather have help with the down payment on a car darn responsible kids so we canceled that cruise however i was so bummed that i had to wait an almost a year before getting on my first cruise ship that i made some rash decisions one thing led to another and now my sister and i are taking a girl's cruise on the valor on february 18th i cannot wait okay 
So this is getting into epic epic Sid territory. Wow, a callback to Sid's long email. <laughs> Sid, what's up, buddy? Your long emails are uh, they're um uh, yeah. They're becoming epic, quote-unquote. So I'm going to wrap it up. But yes, I did join the Facebook Ultra Lounge, and I also follow ABB on Instagram. Nice pictures, by the way. I'm a lurker using an assumed name, though you you probably won't hear too much out of me. 17 days from the sea, Pam in Texas. P.S. I'm hearing good things about the Bahama Paradise and no single supplement. I know you have some experience with them. Do you recommend them or no? Um... It's a lot going on with that email. Wow. So I appreciate the email, Pam. Um, I won't say your full name. I'll just say your first name from now on because we can't have you running into walls, hurting your knee, and then therefore having to get one of those carts to wheel you around the cruise ship. And, uh, you know, it becomes a different type of sailing that you otherwise would have wanted it to be. Uh, Bahama Paradise Cruise Line. That's interesting you talk about that because we were going to go on that this weekend. It's my last weekend here. It's still not completely ruled out. Me, Beatrix, Kay, my friend Joe, Shout out to Joe Bango. Uh, we were going to go on it and just kind of just get away for a couple of days. Yeah, the price is awesome. And here's the one thing I'll say about Bahama Paradise Cruise Line. We discovered that if we gave each other, you know, yeah, they, they knocked away the single supplement. So you can cruise solo. But my thing is, how do they get away with that? Because the four of us were going to go. And if we booked two rooms and each shared a room, the price was going to be 250 bucks. Okay? So 250 for the two-night cruise. If we did it solo, each get our own room, it would be $263. So why would the four of us share rooms at all? Another $13 and we get our own complete room. I'm not saying there's going to be pockets laying around all over the place, but you got to be in it to win it. You never know. And if you have to own room, you know what? You just might you know, you just might reach for the stars. You never know what's going to align in the night. You know what I'm saying? You never know where the night could take you if you have your own room on a cruise ship, just like the article said before. So why would I not spend the extra $13? So going back to everybody's psychology, if that rumor got around, or not rumor, that actuality got around, and everybody on the cruise ship just says, okay, there's no more single supplements, I'm booking my own room, even with my wife. Even with, even with uh, whoever else, you know what I mean? Friends, you got a group of 16 friends on a class reunion or a, or a, or a you know, frat boy frat reunion or, you know, the rugby teams getting together after five years of, uh, you know, being out of college. Everybody gets their own room. Do you know how much money you lose by that? I don't know. I'm not sure. But I guess maybe just the ship is so infrequently sold out that they can, they, it just makes sense for them to do that. Who knows? But I still want to do it. I, w- I would recommend that you just, Pam, you just have to really manage your expectations. Like you can't think you're going on Harmony of the Seas. You can't even think you're going on, you know, the Norwegian Gem. You're going on barely a cruise ship. It's a cruise ship. I shouldn't say barely a cruise ship. It's a cruise ship, but, you know, the food is okay. Uh, you know, the upkeep is okay. It's really, well, people say, you know, I should go on that because I've never cruised before. That would be good. No, that's not your starter cruise. That's for a cruise junkie like me who literally is going to, you know, wants to go on the Carnival Horizon and the Carnival on the Oasis of the Seas and, place, and cruise ships like that because I just love the nice cruise ships. But for a quick little getaway, I'm so addicted to just anything cruising that I'll just kind of like get a little get a little fix on the Bahama Paradise. That's who, that's who really should be going on this. You know what I'm saying? Um all right, moving on. Hey, Tommy, I owe you an update. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is going to be Darren. 
Darren, a very long time ago, emailed me, and it was one of our first episodes, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But he was talking about uh, an experience he had with uh, as a passenger, and he ended up with, uh, I guess, somebody in the entertainment staff. And he's been telling us he's going to tell us this story for a while, and it looks like today's the day hi tommy i owe you an update on the story regarding my time in crew quarters holy shit as to not jeopardize people's employment but still catering to the abb families of curiosity here you go oh shit i'm gonna just i'm gonna stop for a minute guys get up go get a beer go get a club soda whatever you drink go get some popcorn relax settle in we're about to get the story here we have a cone who has been coned Okay, somebody went coning here, and we are going to hear this story. This story is true because he didn't want to tell me this story. He didn't come out blabbing like some blabbermouth, like saying this is what I did and this is what happened. He said, I'm, I'm very, very nervous to tell this story. He's finally, Darren is finally going to tell this story. Here we go. As a frequent cruiser for over 25 years, I can say confidently that I know how to safely navigate the cones. As a single guy, I too have sought out, as you say, pockets on numerous cruises. I have an entertainment background and have friends that work on various cruise ships all across the price points, mass market to luxury. Wow, this guy, I love it already. Although I have never been able to sail on a date congruent with my... He uses big words, too. This is how he gets these girls. He uses words like freaking congruent with my friends as they have always known somebody on that ship at the time. And thus, an email or name drop does the trick. Wow. Okay. So he's got an in. All right. So this is not your average cone here like we may have thought it was. This guy's got an in. On one 16-day cruise, I made friends with the female vocalist and another single lady passenger. Firstly, I must state that it is hard enough to juggle two pockets on dry land, let alone on a confined vessel. Thankfully, this was a number of years back when there were no shipboard apps for you for your phone and Wi-Fi was expensive and slow and the only internet cafes aboard and only the internet internet cafes on board. We used to spiff off a crew member to buy us Wi-Fi cards in the crew quarters as they were once one-fifth the cost. We always used to spiff off a crew member to buy us Wi-Fi cards. Okay, so yeah. So this guy, is Darren's in. He's got, he's got people on board, you know. So here we go. We're continuing. One night, I was partying with a female entertainer and her friends in the piano bar until the wee hours. The art auctioneer came to join us and was obviously looking for some action. The art auctioneer was <laughs> looking for some action. Hey, let me get a blonde. Let me get a blonde. Let me get a brunette. Redhead. Do I hear redhead? Do I hear bronze? Bring it a redhead. Let me get a 22, 34, 36. Let me get a 22, 34, 36. Let me get a uh, Colombian. Let me get a Colombian. Irish girl. Irish girl. Do I hear Italian? Sorry. It was hilarious as he was hitting on the pockets but was getting nowhere. So this guy's up on board the ship and he's hitting on the pockets. An older gentleman in his late 60s sat down with us. He owned over 20 restaurants in Wales and had spent 20k already on the art auctions. He ordered two bottles of Dom for the group. The art auction guy felt compelled to match, and he, too, expensed two more bottles of Dom. What a dummy. Long story short, the art guy and the old man went back to their cabins alone, and I found myself 
in a crew entertainer cabin. Oh, you just went back road. You went back road. You let the whales come in, knowing damn well they're not getting a sniff of action. And you come in as the young hustler with the swagger. And you know what? I'm not only going to drink your champagne. I'm going to go back to crew quarters with your conquests. Uh, getting there was not a problem, as I had a proficient guide. Finding my way back into my own cabin two hours later was a bit scary. There are no carpets on the ground, and the instructions were foreign to me. Nothing made sense, and I didn't want to get caught. After about five minutes in the maze, I opened a door, any door, thankfully not alarmed, and found myself on the promenade deck and returned to my cabin. What can I say? I did the things. Boat drinks, Darren. Darren, you're a hero. You're a gentleman. Uh, you know, I don't know why you would have been nervous, though. You're walking around. Once it's all over and you don't have anybody, you know, if you walk, I would be nervous for the crew member or the entertainer that you were with if you were caught with her. That would have been the scariest part for me. But if nobody sees you with her and you're just walking around by yourself, you just act drunk and just say you got lost and you don't know how you got here. Can you please tell me how to get to deck whatever or the promenade deck or wherever, wherever you're going to be? Um, very, very strange, but an awesome, awesome story. Those poor, you know, it sucks. Poor, let's pour a little out for the auto auctioneer guy and the other uh, whale from the UK. But I'm sure the whale from the UK is, you know, he's probably fine. You know what I mean? He probably just dials it up. Throws a couple of bricks, and he's got what he needs. But, yeah, the art auctioneer guy, you know, it sucks. Um, like I told this story before, I went on a cruise with my sister before, and uh, her boyfriend and Nick. So the four of us were on this cruise, and we were in the, um, this was Carnival Splendor, and we were in the atrium, and uh, she was sitting there. And the guitar player was an older guy, 65, and he was good, talented guy. But you know, he wasn't, you know, what you'd call a, uh, you know, he was no Justin Timberlake with the looks. So, I mean, who, who of us are, though? You know, I'm not knocking it. But my sister's sitting at the bar, and he just goes and sees her at the bar. Her boyfriend was with us uh, for a little while. We were maybe walking around the fun shops or whatever on the other deck. But So my sister was alone. So he goes up to my sister and starts hitting on my sister. And my sister... It's clearly, you know, not really having it. So she's just kind of being vague and being quiet and, and not necessarily being outright rude. But this guy was clearly, and an entertainer on the ship was clearly hitting on her, trying to, you know, get a little, uh, you know, he was trying to make some headway. And uh, he, I guess he finally did get the hint after however long. And uh, he walked away. And uh, my sister looked up at the Filipino bartender woman behind the bar and smiled, and they shared a moment because the Filipino bartender later said to her, I'm sorry, he talked too much. He just talked too much. <laughs> so they will hit, they will take their shots, clearly. You know, the onboard entertainment staff, and like you said, it's a little bit different for the entertainment staff. Now, I don't know if they get completely thrown off the ship. I don't think they can't be allowed to have crew, like, like cones in their crew quarters, right? I don't know what they're, you know, I do know they're allowed to just booze. I've seen that. The piano lady who was hysterical on um, the Carnival Sunshine when I was on that, she would let her literally sitting in the atrium and pre-gaming. By the time she got to her piano, she was smashed up, but she was a lifer. She knew what she was doing. You know those people, you could tell they're drunk, but they also just know how to handle their booze, and she was doing that. She was throwing the party. She was, you know, funny as hell. Uh, supposedly, she was, like, very highly uh, sought after, a very well-renowned piano bar lady on the Carnival fleet. 
But yeah, she was a boozer. I found myself at the bar with her and kind of she was cracking me up, telling stuff. She's just an off the cuff. You know, these a lot of times these uh, art auctioneers are like that too. Sometimes they're the funniest people on the ship. And, you know, the piano lady, she was hysterical too. Could almost keep your attention like a stand-up comedian can as well. Um, all right, but that's pretty much it, guys. I want to thank you so much. Let's run the gamut one more time. Facebook, always be booked. Uh, Cruises Ultra Lounge, it's a group. You could find me on Instagram. Please check me out on Instagram for always be booked. If you don't mind... Uh, subscribe on iTunes. We would appreciate that or wherever. Review us, rate us on any channel or platform you listen to your podcast on. That would be very, very helpful. The group cruise is going to be out of control. Do not miss this group cruise. You got a year, okay? All you need is a little deposit right now, and you got a year, and we are going to have the time of our life. I promise you, when you get off this ship, we're going to have T-shirts, and it's going to say, yes, we did the things, and we will have done, indeed, the things. Uh, what else? Patreon, if you want to support the show, if you like what you heard, if you just you know want to kick a couple of $5 a, a month tip to me for the show, it's uh, patreon.com slash booked. That would be very, very helpful and appreciated. Uh, if you want to book a cruise, any cruise whatsoever, hit me up, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked or 323 Getaway. And what else? Oh, yeah. If, um, you know, the best way you could possibly help the show, the biggest and best thing you can do is to get somebody else to listen to it. Put it in a cruise group that you follow. Uh, let a friend know that likes podcasting or likes cruising or likes travel talk in general. Send me their way. You know, you guys probably found me through somebody else. And let them know it is an acquired taste, too. Tell them you're going to sit through a lot of fluff. You're going to hear. Like I like the beginning of today's show. You don't care about any of that stuff unless you're a regular listener. Or you give me a chance because you are forewarned that this is an acquired taste. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you get into this a little bit. I do pride myself on being like a guy you can kind of like maybe crack open a beer or a glass of wine with. And uh, that's what it is. I'm here for your commute. I'm here for your mundane tasks. Somebody called it, you know, the adulting. I'm here for your adulting needs, whether you're, you know, giving your... <laughs> Washing your pets, mowing your lawn, doing your laundry, driving in your car. I'm here, guys. What can I say? Let's do the things. Boat drinks. Talk to you next time. Buildings towering to the sky It's out of sight In the dead of night
Ooh, I'm back.